thankful that we are here tonight. Kind of had a rough day today myself. I, I'm about tired of those 92 degrees and those hot school buses. <laughs> it takes a toll on you. But uh, thankful that um, the Lord got us through and thankful for that. Praise the Lord. We are um, in still in our study on understanding the authority of God. And uh, it's a good study, I, I believe and feel. Uh, and it's something that is necessary. Because there's a lot of people more and more in the world all the time who don't feel like they need to be under authority. Uh, and um, But authorities, which we've already brought out, all authority comes from God, and He delegates that authority on down. Uh, and uh, uh, we uh, are ready to begin uh, part two um, we was in two or three weeks, I don't remember how many, uh, in, our, in our first part, Authority in the Home. And uh, we're going to begin tonight in part two. We're going to talk about authority in the government and the importance of that. And um, I found the little uh, graphic that uh, I thought was good that fit well with my lesson the Christian and civil civil government, uh, and um, talked about what our response is supposed to be uh, with that. I, I've got some things wrote down here that I want to share with you and talk to you about in relation to this. Then when I get through, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up some scripture and uh, show you what the Bible says and, and uh, the scriptures that I pull this from. The general function of human government as instituted by God, and God did institute human government. It's he that put it into place and sanctioned it. He delegated that authority to men for government. And so, but the function of human government uh, can be said uh, to be threefold. Uh, and I will talk slow for those who uh, maybe are taking notes or something, but the function of human government is threefold. It's to protect, to punish, and to promote. To protect, to punish, and to promote. And as I said, when I get through with this, I'm going to give you some scriptures that... Uh, uh, that support what I'm talking about. Now, when we talk about pr uh, protection, it's the function of, of government, the government of men that we have. One of the functions of government is for our protection. The moment Adam sinned, it was obvious that civilizations would need some form of restraint and rule to protect citizens from themselves. Amen. I mean, just get, the, get, get it straight down from the beginning. We have to have government because we can't live without it. Mankind is, is just too far out. 
He cannot be trusted to rule himself. Uh, he's un, mankind has unproved that over and over again. Amen. Uh, so government is put in place uh, for our protection. And one example of that you'll find in the book of Acts when the apostle Paul um, uh, was there in Jerusalem uh, uh, that uh, God, God used the Roman soldiers and which was the form of the government back then. God used the Roman soldiers to step in and save Paul from being murdered by his own enraged countrymen there in Jerusalem. You, you remember the story? There was a group of men swore an oath that they would not eat a bite until they had slain uh, Paul. And uh, just so happened, and we're getting this out of the book of Acts, Paul's, uh, sister, Paul's sister, natural sisters, her son overheard these men talking, so he went to uh, 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 the Roman um, Romans in charge, and uh, Paul wound up. They wound up sneaking him out and getting him out of the city. So I mean, that's that's an example there about protection. So uh, human government is put in place for our protection. Not spending a whole lot on each one, but going to, we also said it's to punish. Um, and uh, uh, both Paul and Peter bring this out. Paul writes that duly appointed human officials are to be regarded as God's servant to bear the sword. That is to impose punishment upon criminals. Paul tells us that governors are sent by him or by God for the punishment of evil doers. God use it, uses government, the authority of government, uh, to, uh, uh, to punish those that get, get out of line. Um, I'll make one statement, and I'm going to kind of bring to you remembrance what I said when I began this lesson. I know there's going to be certain things probably that people uh, uh, will disagree on, but I, all I can do is bring you the word is how God has opened my understanding up to it. But uh, in uh, when Noah, in the book of Genesis, uh, in the ninth chapter, uh, when Noah got out of the ark, we all know about the rainbow uh, that God put as a promise that he would never destroy the whole earth by water again. That's, 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 uh, that was the token of the promise that God made. But then also God, during that same time, told Noah, he said, if any man shed the blood of another man, then by men shall his blood be required. Now, what does that mean, Brother Sammy? That means right there, all the way back in Genesis chapter 9, God put uh, capital, capital punishment in place for human government. Uh, and uh, I know some people, they, they kind of get upset and they say, well, you know, 
Nobody has a right to do that, do that but God. But God put that authority in the hands of government. He delegated that, so they do have that right. They do have that right. And part of uh, 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 the uh, function of human government is for the punishment of those who do wrong. And then I talked about the third one about promotion. Human government is to promote the general welfare and the community where its laws are in effect. Paul commands us to pray for human leaders that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. Now, let me say this. It is impossible, and for those that may be watching by the live stream, it's impossible for a believer to be a good Christian and in turn turn around and be a bad citizen. Amen. Amen. We are under that authority and that spectrum uh, that God has placed uh, uh, in line. Uh, As children of God, our responsibility to human government. Now, I talked about the threefold function of government. Now I want to briefly talk about uh, uh, something else. As children of God, our responsibility to human government is twofold, basically. Now, now I'm I'm talking about in terms of somebody being a believer, somebody who knows God, who's accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Uh, You have a responsibility. I have a responsibility for the government that is in power and in control. It's it's twofold. Number one, we are to recognize that authority that government has and accept that the powers that that be are ordained by God. Now, we're fixing to read some scriptures in a few minutes. going to back all this up. Um, We need to recognize Amen. And accept, amen, these authority. We have a responsibility to do that. Amen. And that has to uh, uh, observing the laws uh, and uh, keeping, uh, keeping the laws uh, of the land. But, I got a but right there. <laughs> right in the middle of that. Somebody will say, well, Brother Pruitt, what if laws that man make go against God's law and contradicts God's law? Now, we are seeing that now. It's not something way down the line. We're seeing that right now. And we are to obey man's law unless it violates God's law. Then, the scripture says in the Bible that you are to obey God rather than man. Now, Peter and Paul and all of them, I gave you some examples for they was talking about respecting and recognizing the government and 
the, uh, the government that they, they was under, and, and they said that they, and they taught it uh, that we are to follow the guidelines. But when those guidelines and the laws of man step out of the authority of God and go against God, those same, same people, they arrested Peter and John and the apostles and commanded them not to teach or preach at all in the name of Jesus Christ. They let them go on one particular case. They went right back out doing the same thing. They was arrested again. And they said, we thought we made it clear to you guys that you're not to teach or preach at all in the name of Jesus. And the, uh, and the apostles spoke up and said, whether we are to obey God or man, you be the judge. So when man creates a law that's against the word of God, who do we follow? And a modern day exa- example was Sister Kim Davis in Kentucky uh, not too many years back. Uh, when she was arrested, handcuffed, and carried to jail and spent a few days in jail because she refused uh, to uh, sign the marriage papers and issue a marriage license to a same-sex couple on grounds it's against her religious belief. She took a stand, and she suffered for it, but God delivered her from it. God delivered her from it. And we're going to see more and more of this as we get closer to the end. Uh, We're going to see more and more laws made. They're doing it all the time. Christianity is the only faith that seems like people have a right to ridicule and put down and mistreat anymore. Amen. So uh, we got to follow man's law. But if it conflicts with God's law, we've got to listen to the voice of God. Now, I told you there were two responsibilities we had. Number one, to recognize. And then number two, we are to pray for those in human government, those that are in authority. Apostle Paul said, I exhort, first of all, that prayers, supplications, and intercessions given of thanks be made for all men and for kings and who all who are in authority. Now, that don't, that don't mean you pray for the ones that, that, that you're for. Whatever party you're in, you pray for the ones that's in that party. You're to pray for them all. You're to pray for them all. Uh, and that is a responsibility that we have towards the leaders that we have. Uh, we don't lift up a man, we, we, but we honor an office. Well, that's, like a, that's like a pastor. And we're going to be getting into that in, in part three, authority in a church. Uh, you, do not, you do not worship a man or, or, or lift up a man, but you recognize and, and, and honor the office that that person holds. 
because that office is ordained by God. Amen. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on, as I said. Now, I want to give you some scriptures. All of these scriptures we're going to be reading right now, will you will see it will back up everything that I have told you concerning Titus chapter 3 and verse 1. Put them in mind, and the them there, he's talking to Titus, which was a young minister that he was training, Apostle Paul was, and he said, put them, the them is those that was under his care, those that he was in leadership uh, uh, over in a particular congregation. You put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers and to obey magistrates, to be ready to do every good work. Amen. So, Titus 3 and 1. Um, and then, we're going to go from there to um, Romans. And um, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God, the powers that be are ordained of God. Notice that. These governing officials and the powers that's over us and the laws of the land, uh, they have been ordained by God. So if you go against that, you're going against God. Amen. Whosoever therefore resists the power, resists the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. That's pretty stout talk, ain't it? For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Now we'll be explaining what that what that more clear what that means. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is a minister of God. Now, where it be a president, vice president, a governor, a mayor, a council person, they are considered in the word of God ministers of God because they are supposed to be about God's work. But thou do that, uh, for he is a minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is a minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that does evil. There's where the punishment comes in. I talked to you about a while ago. Wherefore ye must needs be subject not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. Amen. For this cause, pray ye tri uh, pay ye tribute also. Now this right here is what really gets, gets us all kind of uh, moving around. Uh, for this cause, pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Um, Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. 
And tribute here means taxes. Amen. Do you realize the Bible teaches that we're supposed to pay our taxes? Hmm. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Amen. Now, I'm going to go back and read that same scripture in the Amplified Version. Uh, Sister Darlene's version. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. Notice in the parentheses, granted by his permission and sanction. Remember how King James wrote it? The powers that be are ordained by God. And those which exist have been put in place by God. Therefore, whoever resists governmental authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who have resisted it will bring judgment, civil penalty, upon themselves. For civil authorities are not a source of of fear for people of good behavior. We don't need to fear the law. There ain't no need if you're going down the highway and you look in your rearview mirror and, and you see a, uh, uh, a cop or um, as my kids on the school bus say, ah, oh, the popo. Um, there ain't no need your heart gets a beating fast unless you know you got a heavy foot. If you're driving the speed limit and you're keeping the law, King James said, "For these, they're not a terror for good works. If you're doing good, if you're doing right, there ain't no terror. You don't have to be scared. But I wonder how many of us Hit those brakes when we notice there's a cop coming. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Just be thankful if you get caught by the earthly authority, your penalty will be paying a ticket. You don't have to worry about going to the hot place for it, but you'll pay the, the earthly penalty. <laughs> Amen. All right. For he is God's servant. I'm talking about all those in government authority. To you for good. But if you do wrong, you should be afraid. For he does not carry the executioner's sword for nothing. That's what I was talking about the other day. Now I know some men um, go overboard and they step over their bounds. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something. We need to honor those men in blue, men and women, who put their lives on the line all the time. And here's, if I'm out and I get pulled over and the guy tells, the guy tells me uh, uh, to 
go around and around in a hula hoop, I'm going to see where's the hula hoop. Number one, I don't want to get tased. Number two, I for sure don't want to get shot. I'm not much of a dancer, but he tells me to dance, I'll probably do a little two-step. <laughs> it goes back to respecting the authority. Uh, and so, he is God's servant, an avenger who brings punishment on the wrongdoer. So, we got through uh, this section tonight about authority uh, in, in government. You know, stop and think about this as I bring this to a close. You really, do you realize how bad things are right now with the law that we have? I mean, what, there's shootings in Nashville now just about every night? I mean, what, can you imagine what it would be like if there was no law whatsoever? That would be total anarchy. Amen. Uh, we have to have them. God placed them, and uh, we need to follow them as best that we can. Amen. And uh, for those of us that's got a heavy right foot, we need to pray for God to let us lose some weight in that right foot. <laughs> Let's all stand together. <laughs>